Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. So before I get started, I want to just take a moment to uh, give a little announcement about the well. This uh, past Sunday was a really great launch. It turned out really well. Everybody that came uh, was really seemed excited to be there, and some great worship was happening. And I'm really appreciative to the volunteers that came out and helped. And I'm really appreciative to the um, music team that was there to help with the music. Uh, It was just a wonderful time. And if you haven't been to the well yet uh, for the launch, you should come out and check out any of these weeks coming up. Uh, It's going to be an awesome time for casual contemporary worship in the Anglican tradition. So come check it out and join us. So going off of that, uh, I am going to be doing a five-part sermon series for the next five weeks Uh, at the well. And this sermon series is going to be focused on family, so focused on marriage and raising kids. And so it's going to be called A Family Forged in Faith. A Family Forged in Faith. So I'm excited about this because right now uh, in the world today, there are a lot of questions about sexuality, about identity, about uh, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be a husband? What does it mean to be a wife? What does it mean to be a child? And so there's a lot of questions going on right now. So I'm just going to start off by saying this. Family is hard. And it begins, or it continues to be even more difficult as time goes on when people continually attack what biblical family might look like. And so as we continue to look at these these questions together, we're going to be addressing some of the questions. But I just want to start off because people, a lot of times, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care And they don't really care about how much you give them or information you show them until they know a little bit about you and your background. So I want to talk a little bit about my experience uh, as a husband um, and as a father now. So Aaron and I have been married for over seven years. Uh, Marriage is a sanctifying process. Uh, Christians throughout the centuries have actually called marriage a sacrament because God works within marriage to sanctify you, to make you more and more like Jesus Christ. And so just over the past uh, three years, um, Aaron and I have welcomed our first son into the world. So Silas um, has been a lot of fun, and I've learned a lot about being a dad and about being a husband as I have parented Silas. Um, And then about a year and a half ago, a little over a year and a half now, we welcomed Aiden into the world. And so that's been a lot of fun too, just learning how to parent and how to parent together, and how to be a good dad, and how to help Aaron to be a good mom. So when Silas was born, it rocked our world, right? When you hold a child in your hands, any child, it's a, it's a big deal. But when you hold your own child in your hands, and you look into their little eyes, and you see a little bit of yourself, and you see a little bit of your wife, you see, you know, it's, it's amazing to see that they're a little part of you, and they will always carry you with them wherever they go. And, um, and it's just amazing that you share this connection with your child. And I'm under no false presumption that responsibilities of being a dad end when they turn 18. That's just not reality. When you have that child, you will be dad or you will be mom until that child, you know, until you die or that child dies. So you're going to be with them, you know, for, you know, for the rest of your days. So there's no termination of parental period. You're still going to be their mom or dad. So... One of the things I want to talk about is marriage right now, because uh, before you can have a kid, you've got to have a strong marriage. 
And a lot of times people try to do one before the other or, or whatever, but you can't really raise children as well in a family until you have a strong marriage. So Aaron and I have enjoyed living in four states over the last six years. Um, just starting off before I even tell our story, Aaron is a saint. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Aaron has done so much to support me over these last seven years of marriage and, and you know, eight years of being you know, dating and being together. Um, the first thing that she did is she moved to Virginia with me. As soon as I finished my bachelor degree at Northern Michigan University, I was studying social work there, and I, I graduated and I went on to uh, Virginia to start my Master of Divinity. She followed me to Virginia. She dropped everything she was doing. She got a good job in Virginia working at Liberty University, which was really nice, so that was pretty convenient. And so she worked there while I studied there. And she loved her job. She got promoted multiple times, and uh, people loved working with her. She is a wonderful employee, and, and so she loved it there. I was planning on becoming a Baptist army chaplain, and uh, so as I studied there and, and I started to look at different things, I obviously am no longer a Baptist, I'm now an Anglican priest, but as I studied there, um, I became uh, convinced that I needed to pursue my studies at an Anglican seminary because I felt a call to become an Anglican priest. And so during all of that time, um, it took about three years to get to that point, and so we were going to transfer to a new resident Master Divinity program. And so this new program was in Pennsylvania. So after three years, almost completing my Master Divinity, now I'm moving Aaron and our newborn son uh, to uh, Pennsylvania to finish my Master Divinity there. And so she, you know, we get the ki kid and we get everything together and we clear out the house and we have a going away bash with friends that we had made in Virginia and we move on to Pennsylvania. And when we got there, we didn't really have many options for places to live, so we got this rat-infested, moldy, you know, leaky apartment in Pennsylvania, and, and it was, um, it's in the city of Ambridge, and if you've ever been in, uh, you know, Pittsburgh area, you'll kind of know what I'm talking about, but there's these little houses that were built for all the industry, and this is one of the places we lived on Glenwood Avenue. And so as we lived there, um, during that time, I had to go and finish some army training, so I'm away at army training, you know, studying my Master Divinity program, and then I go away in the summer, and so I'm away at this training, and then Erin calls me, and there's some, um, a little bit of excitement in her voice, but probably more fear than excitement, she tells me, we're having our second kid, <laughs> and so now we're going to have a, another kid, and we're living in this infested, rat-infested apartment with a kid already, and two dogs, and you know, it's already pretty crowded in there, and now we're going to welcome a second kid into this place. So, you know, I come home, and, and during this time, um, we're excited about this kid coming into the world, and then I get this phone call from my sister letting me know that my brother shot himself. And so there's this moment, I'm in this, all this excitement and studies and everything else going on, and I learn that my brother just attempted suicide. And so we pack up my family, and we move up, not move up, but we go up to Michigan for about a week or so just to be with my family during this time because my brother almost died. And so Aaron shares this trauma with me, so we've moved states multiple times, and now we have these dogs and everything else, and, and now this trauma of almost losing my brother. And so when we get back home and all this is going on with the trauma and the kids and everything moving, you know, I realized we should probably move again 
Because <laughs> that's just that just makes sense, right? But we move out of this rat-infested apartment, which is nice, and we move up the street to another, what's a little bit nicer place. And so we move into there, and but with all of this craziness going on, one of our dogs begins her uh, or his uh, behavior begins to change, and he begins to just be like uncontrollable. He would jump all over and get into everything, and he started to snap at everybody, and he even started snapping at our kids. So we had to rehome what us millennials like to call affectionately our fur babies. We had to rehome our, our first baby, which was our first dog, because we couldn't keep him anymore. And so um, after all this, I complete my Master of Divinity, and then I tell Aaron we're moving to Midland, Texas. <laughs> so I just moved her to Virginia, Pennsylvania, and now I'm moving her to Midland, Texas. And she agrees. And so through all of this, through becoming an Anglican priest and moving seminaries and moving states and, you know, uh, getting dogs, losing dogs, getting kids, all of these things, becoming an army chaplain, um, going to army training, uh, getting all this education done, she has stuck with me through the whole thing. So I don't think it's too much to say uh, that Aaron is a saint. And I just want to say also, family is tough. You know, we all have to make a lot of sacrifices for family. And I couldn't have done everything that I did if it wasn't for Erin. If she hadn't supported me and loved me along the way, there would have been no way for me to have completed all the things I needed to complete in order to follow God's calling to become a pastor here at this church. And so I wanted to share a little bit about this before getting into kind of the, the, the meat of, of um, these next five weeks. And so during these next five weeks, we're going to be talking ab about five different topics with five different titles. Um, when God established creation, he established first the institution of the family. He instituted the church. He instituted the government. So he had his, his family, his people, and the government. And so the family is the foundational structure for everything in society. If the family fails, everything else fails. Everything else is stressed and is struggling. And so through these next five weeks, we'll be talking about uh, part one will be welcome to your bed, now sleep in it, which is a study of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4, which is talking about the marriage bed and how important it is to keep it holy. And then we'll be talking about in part two, responsibilities in your home. So a study on Titus chapter 2 verse 4 through 5, which is talking about the woman's responsibilities and the man's responsibilities and how we care for our families and take care of the home. Part three, we'll talk about submission in the home. It'll be a study of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. We'll be talking about what the woman's responsibility is, but we'll also talk a lot about what the man's responsibility is in the, within that context. Part four, we'll talk about yours, mine, and ours. It'll be a study of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7, verse 4, which will talk about how, mu how much we... Uh, own that is ours, how much our spouse owns that's theirs, and how much we own together. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then part five is children in the home, a study of Proverbs 22, verse 6. And so with all these verses, we'll cross-reference and look at the context and some of the background scriptures for these verses and get deeper into these things. But during this time, I hope that you are sanctified. I hope that you grow and if, um, this won't be at every service here at the church. It won't be in the morning services, but it'll be at the well at five. And so if you want to come check these services out as we're going through these five uh, different um, series or five different topics for our series, um, come check it out. We'd love to see you at five for the well. 
And um, thank you for taking some time to listen a little bit about my story. And uh, as I've kind of given you some ideas about how important it is for us to look at the family. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.